Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio. You know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is the Disappointing Radio Show, and I am DJ Disappointment, the man you love to hate, the show you wish you weren't listening to on every Thursday from 8 to 9.30 p.m., or unless you're listening to this uncensored on Spotify, which today you are, because this is a motherfucking uncensored episode, and I hope you enjoy at home. We missed Thanksgiving. I hope you all were celebrating at home, uh, doing some naughty things after turkey uh, with those cousins on walks after dinner. Uh... Today's show is going to be all over the place because we have a lot of new DJs in training and they are going to be working the soundboard and moving some mics around. So if things mess up, you guys at home get your daily dose of disappointment. So there's no need to be upset. And without further introductions, without further suicide notes being written uh, during this intro, on mic two today we have... Mark George. Awesome. On mic three we have... Jenny Gata. And on mic four we have... Cat Hunt. Man, this is awesome. I'm going to have to listen to that to remember you guys' names. because I'm <laughs> I literally just point when I'm doing the show. Um, yeah, that's literally how I do the show, and now this is the show. So we're just going to keep talking. Uh, I'm going to set a timer so I don't keep talking forever, and when it hits 30 minutes, we'll go to my first culture shock. <laughs> that's when I play rap for all these white people at home that have probably never listened to Biggie Smalls, Tupac, Wu-Tang Clan, or anything in between, and then we expose them to a little bit of culture, which is fun. But I like to pretend this is an interview. So why are you guys here? Why? What, what the fuck makes you want to do a show? You know, anyone? Feel free, anyone, to answer this question. Well, <laughs> for Jenny and I, we are That's really me. good friends, and okay. um, we have some really good conversations, and we listen to really good music. So we just thought it would be fun. What's your to... definition of really good music? Because I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> if I explain? hate it, I'll tell you point blank: it's okay. absolute trash fire. Okay. We don't listen to that much rap, but okay. nope. I mean, I listened to country, southern rock, and all that stuff for the first 19 years of my life on vinyl. So from everything from uh, Kiss, ACDC, Blackberry Smoke, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, to... Let's see. David Allen Coe, Hank Williams Jr., Waylon Jennings. I could just keep naming music. You're probably impressed. At least to a degree. Although you didn't mention that's, track that, or cassette. That's not a joke because your beard's white. That's just a joke because you're older, and I think you may know some of the musicians a little more. Um, but again, if this this wouldn't be the disappointing radio show if we didn't bash our guests to hell and back. So that's good. What uh, what do you what kind of show do you think it'll be? Comedy, talk, music, a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit but of everything. definitely a comedy uh, talk show. We'll have a lot of guests on the show. Right, right, that right. Kind of like thing. a drunk orgy, just a little yeah, taste exactly. of every kind of culture. <laughs> Bingo. <if you> can. <laughs> Um, so that's fun. What, how did you guys meet? Why friends? You know, <laughs> we met because there's some people in your life that you're probably like, together. fuck it, not friends. <laughs> at Great State. Yeah, we had a math class so, together. Yeah. Did you pass or fail? I got a C. Ooh, so I got to take that as you will. Sure. Come yeah. on, like calls after the show. How does comedy play into that? I, I don't yeah. think. Uh, I don't think of laughing when I think of math. Yeah, I fucking. I mean, I laugh when I think of my grades. I get in math because like it's pretty bad. It, it was a liberal arts. It was a basic math. math class. So it was math in the modern world. So we we're like learning how to calculate tip on things uh, and that sort so of thing. sarcasm is probably so like helpful. millennial math. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I uh, I took a stand up comedy class here actually once, and it was not that, that sounds bad. Sounds fun. Although, and I'm just going to put, now that this isn't going to be playing on Right State Radio, I can say this. Uh, the teacher literally told me to my fucking face, hey, you got an A on this exam, the final exam, but if anyone else ever does what you did, they will get an F, and I'm going to change the syllabus. <laughs> wow. And I didn't quite know how to take what it. A what did so you I was do? Like, I feel like 
I'm a fucking like record breaker or something. I mean, at some point, he who finds the loophole is the genius. That would be a good thing. Yeah. But she was upset because she had she. Here's what pissed me the fuck off about it. Our exam was literally go to the funny bone in at the green and do a like a set. Okay, that's fine. We all wrote sets all year, and by the end of it. She just constantly, everybody in class was like, I don't like your set, I don't like your set, I don't like your set. So by the end of the fucking exam, I'm like, I'm not going to tell this set. So I've been writing some other jokes that I just didn't let them hear and have a chance to fucking judge beforehand. And she had thought I had pre-written jokes from like, because she knows I like comedy and have been doing it for like a year now. And she thought I was using jokes from when I first started and other stuff. And she was like, you can't use pre-built material. You have to use new material. And I was like, bitch, just because they laugh doesn't mean, yeah, bitch is the correct (laughs) word there. Because she was being a little bit of a bitch. And I'll explain why. I did not pre-write jokes. I wrote them the night before. And I was like, I'm just going to, a little bit of my set was actually improv if we're going to get absolutely down to it. So how the fuck can you tell me improv is pre-written? Because that's the definition of improvisation, madame. Also, if you have to burp, burp into the mic because I, like bur- I like the people at home to hear what we had for dinner. Um, I thought I was going to burp there, so that's why I said it, but it reeled back. Uh, so after I tell this set, you know, every kid like comes up to her. She's great. And she's like, good job, good job, good job. I get off my set, go sit down. What the fuck? First of all, did you like it? I guess not. And here's what really yanked my chain. The whole year, I never stole a joke. The whole year, she's like, never steal material. It's the worst thing any comedian can do, which I agree with. Her half of her 20-minute set was jokes stolen from South Park. What the fuck do you mean? Half of her set was the fucking sex food hotline where Randy calls into Food Network. And she's like, oh, you're making cream frige? Oh, you're going to bake it at 325 degrees? Like, it was just like a sex hotline, but obviously they were baking, if anyone couldn't tell what that bit was at home. <laughs> and it just, I was like, how the fuck are you going to sit there on that pedestal with a diamond ass plug in your ass and say that you're perfect and not act like you don't have an asshole? You know what I mean? <laughs> Eat diamond ass plugs. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say I've had the privilege, but, you know, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Um, speaking of ass plugs, one time, uh, this is the point of the fucking show. Uh, you know, I've been to a strip club once and it was kind of weird because you go for your friend's birthdays. Um, I'm not really like a strip club kind of guy. Cause again, I'm pretty anxious, but I will tell you what I did have a great time doing. I brought my notebook in there and I was just writing jokes the whole time. Oh my God. Endless amounts of comedy. You just see a bunch of dumb white people throwing money up to these very attractive black strippers and they're like of course i'll smell like cocoa butter and complete your dreams it's like okay this is fine just shelling out money i mean the world is an endless trove of comedy you just have to be willing to look at it and that's why i start going at like to waffle house at three in the morning to you know get food and write bits because the amount of people i see arrested every day at waffle house at three in the morning is amazing (laughs) considering we're four minutes from that waffle house right now (laughs) so i don't know take it as you will i guess um how did everybody's thanksgivings go this is the episode after Uh, anybody listening at home no family drama yeah that's the worst i had a little bit of family drama because i couldn't really make my family's thanksgiving so they kind of got a little bitchy but hey if uh if i was on time i wouldn't be disappointing and then we wouldn't be doing the show um, <laughs> did you guys do anything cool? Have any cool dinners? I know um, super cool. The best thing about my Thanksgiving, at least from my my family side, is that the neighbor of the house we go to for Thanksgiving is Asian, and she'll make like Asian Thanksgiving food, and that's mm-hmm. ten times better than any I, other Thanksgiving food like I've slaps. ever had. Imagine entire 
like tray of like rice, but the rice has like chicken wings in it, but they're like Ooh. Asian chicken wings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yes. one to get erections from food, but I took a <laughs> bite and I thought I was going to come. So either way, All take right. it as you will, yeah. I guess. Um, a straying from cum jokes. <laughs> well, do you guys have any like traditions? Like for Thanksgiving that you Just really like eating do. Eating a lot of food. I'm really looking at you because you seem to have a few more traditions hey, under you know, your belt. Uh, <laughs> Just eating too much, falling asleep in front of the TV, watching football. That's not a bad That's... tradition. Do you have um? Did anyone watch the Ohio State versus Michigan game? I don't Ooh. even know who this team. Is. See, I didn't give a fuck, and <laughs> I, I was really hoping not. one of you was going to get excited about <laughs> nope. it, so I could have been like, I, I don't give a shit about football. Ohio State I heard they won, yeah. and that was a huge deal. I saw a lot of Michigan fans getting sad, so that probably means something. Yeah. Um, I don't really give a shit about football, and I don't put it on a pedestal year round. Like that's the only highlight of my forty year marriage of a. Uh, 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 untouched, uh, un, you know How what I mean? Are you? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of fucking football fans that are like 45, 50 oh, yeah. that have nothing in their life except this Michigan versus OSU game every year, and they're yeah. like, it doesn't matter that I beat my wife on Thanksgiving. I'm nice during football season. Mm, I don't think that one fucking weighs out like you think it does, buddy. Um, uh, you know, I'm a pacifist, so I don't even think I have to run into the idea of beating my family. But I think at some point, everybody hits that rage point where they're like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. What's what? When's the last time you guys had like a moment of like, oh fuck, I can't believe like I let rage or emotion take over? And what was the catastrophic resultant? In this millennium? Yeah. In this millennium? In this lifetime or the next? Um, I don't know. The... the I remember one time I broke a guitar, oh. and that was kind of crazy. Was it yours? No, and that's <laughs> why I regretted it a little bit. Well, it was the last day of school, and it was come high school time, and we were on guitar class, and we just hated the teacher, and we asked her how much the guitars were. And what? Is it, was it her, t- her uh, guitar? N- like, she has to order them. Oh. So we were like, if we just left a little bit of money, not all of it, because fuck I her. I bet she was friends with your comedy teacher. It, it, it made a lot of sense but we just i mean she, nothing against her but she was just a lesbian hateful little teacher which if anything i thought i'd like her more because she was a lesbian but she was just one of those mean lesbians that felt like she was a closeted librarian for 40 years and then eventually tried to start fielding out the game but now the game only results in like other 45 year old librarians who aren't sexually active so now they just get together and talk about boggle and have a shitty little life. The point I'm trying to make is she's a bitch. And <laughs> she was just mean. And I, uh, we just weren't having it. And it's a music class. I mean, how can you even teach music and be a bitch? That's my thing. Like, uh, it baffles what, me. Do you know what it means to be a music teacher? To have nothing else going on in life? That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it should mean. Um, no, so, so, we keep, so we keep talking to each other like in class. It's the last day. And we're like, you know, the exam's over. And we're like, dude, let's take one of these guitars. And let's just bash the shit out of it. And let's just leave some of the money on our desk. And we are graduating tomorrow, so we could give a fuck what happens. And that's exactly what we did. And we took out another parking lot, and we beat the shit out <laughs> of the guitar. And we left the remains there in her fucking classroom and put the money. And we I don't even remember if we load, wrote a note. I think a note's too out mm-hmm. there, and we just had to let her wonder, Where's like, what? Money? What happened? <laughs> right, because we just wanted what to give her a message, like, no, you have to go through the steps of, like, HR, there's some money here. Like, the bullshit meetings and ordering. Like, fuck you for everything you did to us. So you can go through at least 20 minutes of Amazon suffrage ordering <laughs> because we were dicks. 
and at the end of the day, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. She once, uh, she once gave me detention because me and my buddy Inquire were being kind of assholes, being like talkative. But Inquire, I mean, that's kind of the. It's hard not to talk Inquire because that's kind of the whole thing you're doing all day. So it's kind of hard to shift gears. But when we were in detention, I'm pretty sure we both heard uh, her sexting and having phone sex with her significant other by accident because we were both having lunch in the room and her office was like an extension of the classroom and she left her door cracked. And we, I mean, I'm just eating, you know, fucking pink chicken patties made of goo. And you could still like, eat it while yeah, you were here. Like a normal kid, and we're listening to her talk, and we just hear something like, oh, yeah? Oh? Uh, Tell me my mother's uh, dead. Tell uh, me my mother's uh, passed away. And I'm like, whoa, where's this fetish going? Why's your mom got to yeah. die for it to be hot? What's wow. happening? Speaking I'm confused. Speaking of sex stories, Kat has <laughs> one for you. Similar. The other night, I was waiting for my friend outside her apartment at Wright State. Right. And I was about to pick her up. So I'm in my car. And the second story had a window open. And I saw people, and it was a guy and a girl, and they looked like they're wrestling. And I was like, "Is she okay?" Oh and then my god! Their clothes came off, and they started having sex right against the window. Wow! <laughs> so hey. I got out of my car. And I Everybody's got to come, like, and that's what I'm trying to teach people through this show: is that why you got to be mean to gays and different peoples oh. of different cultures? Because at the end of the day, no matter who you are, everybody's got to get off. So why we got to judge? Oh, uh, my roommate that. actually came home yesterday to bounce off that story, and he said that he had witnessed public sex and didn't know how to take it. Where? But in a different way. <laughs> um, he was driving, and oh. they were in an Uber, and the fucking Uber driver had the cab lit up, so the car is lit, and they're just <laughs> fully unclothed, fucking well, in the backseat. You know that driver did They that pull up right beside Zach. He looks over. He's like, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to get my phone. I was, like, frozen in time. That's like, the as circus if, light when they He was that. like, it felt as if someone had drove up beside me, and a television was in the window, and it was just, like, hard slap fucking pressed against the camera and didn't know how to take it and i was like well i mean was she fat because <laughs> that's my first question that if you're fe- fucking in an uber in public while driving during day chances are you're going to be a heavier set girl because those tend not to care but those are also the girls that try to put in a little more effort so shout out to fat girls i guess uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't discriminate you know everything comes around <laughs> um do you guys have any funny sex stories any public that indecencies was, any that was- Skinny dippings in Florida's, anything uh, crazy like that. Hey, everybody's got one, you know, at least one, I, I would hope. If not, you're probably virgin. I've got some virgin friends that listen to this show, so we sh- shout out to the virgins, I guess, of the world. Out here buying silicone asses and still fucking them until you, so how do you, you meet like a girl. To, uh, how do you like to dog your virgin friends? <sighs> I ask him what a woman feels like, and then he just kind of gets quiet. <laughs> He's like, Brian, why are you fucking up in calc? And I'm like... Hey, so-and-so, what's the inside of a vagina feel like? And they're like, oh, I know what a silicon one. And I'm like, I didn't ask what a silicon one feels like, you fucking asshole. Um, it's fun to dog your virgin friends because they need to learn that nobody's safe. <laughs> Everybody can be made fun of. If you're transgender, if you're black, if you're white, if you're gay, if you're not, if you're this, if you're that, you can be the butt of the punchline. And if not, we wouldn't be disappointing. Um, <laughs> I remember when my mother first heard this show and she had never really tuned in before, I think within the first two minutes we made a slave joke and then she was like, all right. <laughs> so it's just, it's your cup of tea. You know, it's how you take it. Uh, I literally like last show, Jed and taco was on Jed. The white kid asked him like a very personal story, 10 minute answer, white people problems. You know, it is us <laughs> white people. And then I turn to talk yeah. exactly. And then I immediately turn over to taco and I'm like, so do you know your dad? And he's like, Oh damn man. Like it's just, it's, you know, it's, it just, it's just how you take it. 
And that's what comedy is. And I, that's why it's important to do shows like this because comedians don't know where the, si- the line in the sand is until we cross it. So it's, I guess, important to fuck up. That's a hard sentence, but at some point, somebody's got to fail. Why not be DJ Disappointment? It's in the name. You know what I mean? Uh, have you guys ever been to a live comedy show before? No. Seen a stand-up oh, live never. ever? Even oh. like a I've fucking... I've seen Netflix Never. None that's of you? It. They nope. used to have something called Comedy Caravan that I'm sure they had come through Dayton as well, and they'd have three or four acts. Really? And they'd have two, two uh, shows a night. And, but I think that kind of circuit comedy is gone, which is too bad. Because that kind of traveling comedian band, it's it's out there, but the problem is people don't want to pay to see that a lot. And I don't understand that. Those were greats. It was Comedy Caravan. I, I went to school in Miami. Mm-hmm. And in Oxford, they had it every Sunday. And it was sold out every time. Yeah. I am going to move your mic a little bit closer because you're good. I'm just going to put it okay. closer. Uh, one time we had some the black girls uh, from Wright State basketball team, the women's team. They were the top four players, and they just all happened to be African-American. And we were talking about the N-word and all this stuff. And one of the girls just kept pulling away from the mic. So I was like, listen, I'm not saying suck it like it's a fucking Tinder date. But just pretend <laughs> like you're going to be his first black girl in college. And then walk away like maybe another time. Like give, keep them in suspense. Blue ball the mic is what I'm telling you. And so that's what I tell all my guests uh, if that helps. But <laughs> um, my favorite comedian, it's hard to put like a one because there's so many good comics. But he actually lives pretty close to us. Um, and I don't know if it's just something in the water, but there's a lot of good comedians that come out of Ohio. Tom Segura, Burt Kreisler, so on and so on. But Dave Chappelle Dave is Chappelle. my fucking mm-hmm. favorite comedian. He's kind of a legend, really. literally recently, his new stand-up special, Sticks and Stones, I'm not trying to be that guy, but like we should be freaking out because it basically laid the groundwork for people to white people to be able to say nigga and that's what's a very scary sentence because if we start saying it some shit's gonna change but if we if shit starts changing i think i won't be upset about it because i think shit should change a big uh sentence of this show is that we think we should leave er in the dust no one should say it and then everybody should say soft ga because they just mean different things they're different words white people made the first word for oppression and hate black people made the second word for lovers love lovership brothership and love and it's just a different cup of tea and maybe you don't fucking like tea, but I do. So I don't know what to tell you, everybody at home that's listening to this bullshit racist N-word rant again. You know, we get to it at some point. <laughs> we There's not a disappointing show unless we talk about the N-word. Uh, <laughs> that's a hard sentence. Um, do you guys like cats? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her name's Cat. I like My cats. name's Cat. I like cats. I'm allergic to cats, but I like them. Yeah, but I mean, everybody's kind yeah. of allergic to cats, yeah. and we just kind of put up with them. Um I tried to get one of those bald cats once, but then... The Sphinx? Yeah, like the bullshit <laughs> no. ball sack of a cat that thinks Gross. it's a cat, but... You can't leave it out in the cold. No, you can't. It'll just... It'll you can. Just and they look up. weird if you put a coat on them. I just... I just, ugh. I just... I hate it. Like, Abby wanted one, and I was like, oh, cool. And well, and I was like, maybe, well, maybe. And then we just saw it in person. Wait a minute. Abby I, is your other cat? Yes. Yeah, so no, Abby is actually... <laughs> Abby's Mrs. Disappointment. Uh, she's been on the show a couple times. Uh, God bless her for doing it even though she doesn't have to um she's kind of my filler guest when no one comes and shows oh, up oh wow yeah that's dedication yeah that's that's the definition of, a, I didn't say of a real future wife is oh yeah i'll be your backup guest if no one shows up because no one gives a shit about me no we give a shit about you abby that's why we keep having you back um 
Do you, uh, anyone in here have a significant other that they like to no. give different names? That, that hard yeah. nope of like, no boys, but if you're looking on Mike no. Four. <laughs> what, um, what do you think the hardest part about finding a significant other is? Uh, the whole thing. No, but there's like always one hurdle. Like, I hate the small talk. Like, everybody's like, I'm a pretty blanket state person. You know, I could really love anybody. If you're like a, just a normal kind of person, you, you're you not really like too picky on race. You're not too picky right. on this. You're not too picky on that. There's just usually one hurdle. And usually, girls, it's like, he smokes cigarettes. They're like, <laughs> no, it's maybe? avoiding the crazy. That's the, avoiding the yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's a good hurdle. Yeah. But everybody's and, crazy. And the more you date, you hear that crazy chick alarm or a crazy guy alarm. Oh, yeah. I think somebody said, um, you know, if you look at your lover through rose colored glasses, you won't see the red flags or something like that. Oh, wow. Man, that's cute, it but also like at the same time, shut, <laughs> the, shut the fuck up, Shakespeare. No one Ew. asked. You know? so, so I was dating this one woman where I should have known the first time we went over to her place, she had pictures of herself. Everywhere. I should be so worried that you were an asshole this girl or she's crazy. Okay. I think it's one of our guests like, in this room are wrong, way. ladies and gentlemen. Like not serious pictures, but like funny pictures. Oh, so like a poor no, no, they, I have to get no, myself. Like what was like what what was the like maybe you saw the first photo and you're like oh yeah okay but then you saw like one more and you're like <laughs> it's oh okay and you just kept going and you're like is there anybody else here or? well you know honestly who's taking these photos of her <laughs> once I saw like the 15th photo it was, 15th wow, was wow, like, that hey, is a little at least there'll be an audience hey maybe she's got parents you know you hope <laughs> um wow someone's gotta crazy. be proud of her I remember uh, I was trying to talk to this one girl one time in high school, and she was the definition of loco, crazy fucking every kind of bolt and nut in the bag. Um, she, I'm not sure to be mean by this, but like a piece of me also thought maybe mentally something was wrong with her, like actually like to a degree of autism or something like that, just because like you would send her a text one day and you'd be like, hey, let's hang out tomorrow, have a whole conversation, bullshit, okay. Then you would text her the next day, and it wasn't like ignoring you. It was actually acting as if she could not physically remember who you fucking were or any of the conversation or any mm, of the jokes. That's and that's what was like, oh, but then like, as I say that, she'd be like, well, what are you talking about? And then we'd have a good day talking. I'm like, well, it just feels like I keep having the same text over and over. <laughs> like that piece of me was like, can you not just keep scrolling up, bitch? Wait a minute. Like was... the read receipts, the, the texts are still there. I'm not deleting these. Was dude. this the same girl that told you she was a virgin every time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have probably explained the herpes at some point. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm wow. Kidding, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't we don't give it away that easy on this show, ladies and gentlemen, but we do give away burps. We'll have one at some point. I haven't eaten today, so it's not really helping the burp count. Uh, I think the highest we've gotten is like 17 on one show, but that's when the guests started burping in and everyone was just kind of like, yeah, bleh, and this, bleh, and it was pretty good, but I don't think this is the group that we're going to get to the burp count with, but I've been wrong before. Um <laughs> Uh, if you guys I could can. go back in time and see anybody in concert that's dead, so not alive, who would you go yeah. see? Ooh, good question. Here's mine. Prince. I never got to okay. see him. He died too soon. I, I love hear those every were amazing Prince album. shows. Yeah. And like, I mean, ugh, to see him come out in like full purple with like his guitar with the crazy like unisex purple logo and the strings are going down it and he just comes out playing nothing compares to you. I'm not saying I'm gay. But I would fuck Prince. I think that's kind of a blanket statement that everybody would. So as I say that, do you guys have any like, oh, fuck, I wish I could have seen Janis Joplin or something. You know what I mean? 
Like, yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, we've got a different range. You're a little bit older. These people are females. I'm a white guy who thinks he's black. A lot of different culture <laughs> in This the might be lame, but I think Elvis. That's he not was lame. Kind of he was part of the big four of okay. Sun Records okay. with Johnny Cash and yep. uh, Roy Orbison. And, oh, fuck. Who was the other one? I'm doing good. Mm, mm. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Wow. We got there. Hey, look at me and this guy. We're <laughs> doing it. Uh, tag team of music. So, uh, young answer. Elvis yeah. or old? Yeah, like which Warthog one? Warthog. Fat, Elvis. about to die on the toilet with pill addiction or like young one that was just discovering like, karate like and pills? Elvis. <laughs> yes. The one that like, like blue answered Hawaii every Elvis. woman like, I'm the king, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's only two things the king young knows. There's music and karate. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like one of those. Who would, uh, who would you see? Probably Nirvana, but I don't want to sound. Ooh. I don't want to sound like every like twenty year old girl. I'll, I'll even offer this: <laughs> if you were going to see Nirvana of any place in the world, would you have gone to the Unplugged yes, last MTV concert they Unplugged. did before he died? That would like, be a when they played. Um, what was the last song of that set? Because they weren't supposed to play. I think it was um, "Where Do You Sleep at Night." It was just a really. If you've never listened, anyone at home. I just also. bought this vinyl at Cole, at Coles. That's my workplace. I just bought it for a friend like two days ago. Right. I kind of want to keep it for myself. Okay. So, I just got a big small yeah. record on vinyl, ready to die. The the even the original art with him as a baby on the all white print, and it's a crazy press. And that's what I like about vinyl. It's just physical, and it's there, and you can like. There's something about the scratchy <laughs> pop mm-hmm. of the dust on the fucking needle, and it's just like. <laughs> And you're like, oh, this is dated, but I don't give a shit. Roll a joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that kind of energy. What about you? Who would you go see? I feel like you got I, a better answer. I think. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, this That's will true. be out of left field for everybody. Okay. Frank Zappa. If you haven't. I thought you were going to say Frank Sinatra. If you first. haven't discovered Frank Zappa yet. Frank Zappa. Z-A-P-P-A. Z-A-P-P-A. Tell us, yeah, a, little, tell us you, a little about him and why. You will love Frank Zappa, and here's why. Frank, Frank Zappa was an equal opportunity offender. Equal. Wait. Equal. Equal opportunity offender. That's. So when so, you say that, like, you mean like he kept going to jail? No, or? no. Uh, <laughs> Nothing was off limits for him. Like, uh, he did, uh... How'd you spell his last name again? Z-A-P-P-A. Frank Zappa. Oh, yeah. this guy looks like he was in, um... Look up, uh, look up Catholic Girls. His best song is Bobby Brown Goes Down. <laughs> oh. 17 million hits. Definitely hit. Wow. Oh, do, do Catholic Girls. And here's why is, uh... He did a song that. about Jewish princesses. And he caught Ooh, so much li- flack. Flack. He was like... Fuck it. I'm gonna yeah, do one. It, I'm gonna do one about Catholic girls, and they're both equally offensive. See, <laughs> if you're gonna go for like out there music, honestly, if I could meet anyone that's alive, that duo girl group, um, Garfunkel and Oates, have done so much cool shit for comedy because they were like out of nowhere, just these two females that were talking about like being fucked in the ass because they're virgins. Wait a minute, this cap- is the- the one of them was on uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Both of them have been on a lot of stuff, but I actually don't know if that little girl of them because one's you blonde know what I'm and tall about. and yeah. one's short and dark haired. I don't know if she's been on Bang, Big Bang Theory. She's been on a lot of comedy stuff for sure, um, SNL stuff like that. But I don't know if they've been on that. The best song they do is "Fuck Me in the Ass" because I love Jesus. Because the whole concept is that you can be banged in the ass and be a virgin because in the Catholic Church that's their whole. I guess ideology. I've, I, well, ga- I guess I'm a little outdated on what the rules are. Weird uh, segue here. Have any of you seen Downton Abbey? 
No. I've heard of it, and there's I've seen a, like, I've caught a little bits. There's a scene in Downton Abbey where this guy's trying to convince uh, one of the ladies to have sex with him and not right. lose virginity. They don't say what's going to happen. But, but you kind of understand they're Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, the other day, me and my roommates were kind of hanging out in the living room, and we were like, what should we watch? Because we watch a lot of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Adult Swim shows that feel lost in the craze of acid trips for the early 2000s. But at some point, we were like, let's just watch porn. Because at some point, you hit that point with your friends, and you're like, well, what porn do we watch? Why and then, do, and then why it do you really watch, opened. Sense. Why do you watch porn with another guy? I just don't get that. Well, first of all, it wasn't one other guy. There were four men, and my girlfriend were in the room. It's just one of those things you just kind of watch. It just sounds like a setup for a circle trip. <laughs> <laughs> and Abby's just caught in the middle of it. It's, it's, it's sad reality is Abby would probably be like, oh, more dicks! Bring the dicks! Now, wait a minute, I, would you like it better if it were like Mystery Theater 3000, whatever the thing Oh my God, I love Mystery Science that? Theater 3000, that but with porn. That, that's yeah. kind of what it was, essentially. Yeah. It was like, what did she say? Pudding? Put. Oh, pussy, pussy. Ah, I got it now, I got it now. No, we, but then once you start watching porn as a group, you start watching weird stuff. And then you just start having fun because you're watching weird stuff. Like we watched uh, Midget Wrestling Turns Ugly. We watched uh, Mormon Sheet Porn. Because that's what they do. I don't know if any of you watched Mormon porn, but they literally like lay flat like a fucking board or they stand up straight and they just cut a like a little hole because they're not working with much. They're Mormon. They cut a little hole in the sheet and they just shove their dick through because they're not supposed to see the girl. But that's how they get through the loophole, I guess. Literally. (laughs) Yeah. Insert shitty sound effect. Drum snare. Um, (laughs) But that's uh, okay have any of you ever watched porn with friends no we like to watch hgtv wow oh, yes. she said no and then to me i think we're like, <laughs> we like we watched you, you, you love the h and i thought we were about to get yeah, yeah i mean we watched the the way she said it? you said it like it was better than porn yeah we watched First of all, HGTV. have you seen I HGTV? Don't HGTV? becky and chad raise lizards and want to renovate their bedroom <laughs> let's get on to the wet slapping you know what i mean <laughs> House Hunters International. House yeah, Hunters International. That it's sounds like stuff. the worst option to possibly watch. <laughs> I used to watch fucking Dance Moms because my dad loved it, which is Not a weird. Dad, yeah, that's what you expect. Did you say Dance Moms? Or <laughs> Milf Moms? Dance Moms. Well, I was watching Milf Moms and Bang Taxi, and my dad was like, "Let's watch." four-year-old girls dancing pageants and i'm like i feel like i need to watch you buddy where's your dad at today yeah uh, <laughs> prison for pedophilia if you, were, if you couldn't read the joke no 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 he's fine I, at least i hope uh <laughs> um uh, first and second let's start the second first culture shock because fuck it why not so uh this is the part of the show where i'll introduce the first song of the show uh, but because this is a pre-record, I don't have to have it ready, so I actually don't have a song pulled up. So I'm gonna do one of my favorite bits, which is cause strangers to talk to each other while I look up the song I'm gonna play for the first culture shock. Please enjoy my guests talking to each other like they're long lost friends. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah, so what's up with the hat? <laughs> what's I up with the hat? I mean, did you? Check your music. Oh, fucking crazy. Did, did it, either of you ask yourself that? What's up with the hat? Yeah, definitely. First of all, it's fine. It's the, total hair fuck. I think that's why he's got it on. THF. Probably. That's why I wear hats. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself at some point. <laughs> it's going to be then the suicide note. Do you wear that hat in hat. every show? I do wear, well, it doesn't matter because it's radio, so they don't really know what I'm wearing. They I do mean, now. one show, I had my guests he's take their Cincinnati shirts off. Red they were fans, boys, so don't way. feel implied, ladies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but feel obligated if so. 
Um, but no, we fucking, like, it doesn't matter what you wear. And that's another thing that irks me. When my parents were like, oh, you're getting a new job at WHIO, a different radio station. Like, do you need new dress clothes? I legit looked my mom in the face, and I've never called her a bitch. I was like, bitch, it's radio. No one gives a shit. My boss looks homeless. <laughs> oh, my God. And he does. He looks fucking homeless. They call him the hippie. Like, wow. come on. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I interviewed your clan. Listen, everybody at home. <laughs> Please enjoy what I like to call the first, um, I guess, culture shock of the evening. Today's song is a song that I have uh, grown close to knowing every single word to because I came out rapping this hardcore to my first paid comedy show. So please enjoy the same energy, and I hope you all enjoy Dumb Mystery of Chess Boxing by the Wu-Tang Clan. Please enjoy after our first culture shock. A game of chess is like a sword fight. You must think first, before you move. Boomstyle is immensely strong and immune to nearly any weapon. When it's properly used, it's almost invincible. I'ma give it to ya, with no trivia Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia My hip-hop will rock and shock the nation Like the Emancipation Proclamation We MCs approach with slang is dead Them eyes are running to the wall and bang your head I push a force, my force you're doubting I'm making devils cower to the caucus mountain Well I'm a sire, I set the microphone on fire Rap styles vary and carry like Mariah I come from the Shaolin slum And the ally I'm from is coming through with enough niggas Enough guns, so if you wanna come sweating Stressing, contesting you got your soft swords at the midsection Don't talk the talk If you can't walk the walk Phony niggas are outlined and chalk I'm Advex It's what the projects made me Rebel to the grain There's no way to barricade me Steamroller niggas like an 18-wheeler What the drunk driver driving There's no surviving Rough like Timberland Where? Yeah Me and the clan And yo, the land cruisers out there Peace to all the crooks All the niggas with bad looks Ballhead braids Blows his hook We pack home text Nigga play the max Black axe Drug dealing styles with fat stacks Only been a good nigga for a minute though Cause I got to get my props and win it Yo, I got beef with commercial ass niggas with gold teeth Pampin' in a Lexus seat and beef Straight up and down, don't even bother I got 40 niggas up in here now who kill niggas for me My people's all you with me, where you at? In the front, in the back, kill the bees on the tap My people's all you with me, where you at? Smoking up, hitting gaps on the block with the gap There I go, deep tight flow you stole, can never get this, no, I'm Terry Bomb and shit, boom That's warming up a little bit, brother Rapping in is what's happening Keep the pockets stopping in, hands clapping in At the party when I move my body Gotta get up and be somebody Grab the microphone, put strength to the bone Dan, 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 into the Wu-Tang zone Throwing up when I rock that stuff Huff, puff, I'm gonna catch your fluff Tough, rough, kicking rhymes like Jim Kelly Or Alex Kelly, I'm a meh Beetle belly rhymes, coming raw style Hardcore, niggas be coming to the hip-hop store Coming to buy grocery from me Turn up to be a hip-hop MC The law, in order to enter the Wu-Tang You must bring the whole dirty bastard type slang Represent the Jizza, Abbott, Rizza, Shot Kwan Inspect the deck, dirty hoe getting low with his flow Introduced in the ghost face My people's are you with me where you at? In the front, in the back, killer bees on attack. My people's are you with me where you at? Smoking map, hitting cats on the block with the gap. Speaking of the devil's sight, know it's the guard, get your shit right. Mega trifling, yo, I told you in a past life. On the mic while you was kicking that fast shit. You and Nick tried to get it, got blasted. Hey. 
Rap master that style meant rough chest When I struck, I had on Tim's in the black mask Remember that shit? I know you don't remember Jack That night, yo, I was sitting like a spike bat And then you thought I was bucked out and crazy Strapped for nonsense after me became lazy, yo Nobody budged while I shot slugs Never shot ducks, I'm running with ducks that flood bucks So grab your A plus one, start flipping and tripping Niggas is jetting, I'm licking off, son Woo, dang, woo, dang, woo, dang, woo and death is a penalty What justifies the homicide When he dies in his own iniquity It's the master of the mantis rapture coming at ya We have an APB on an MC killer Looks like the work of a master Evidence indicates that it's stature Merciless like a terrorist Hard to capture the flow Changes like a chameleon Plays like a friend and stabs you like a dagger This technique attacks the immune system Disguised like a lie paralyzing the victim You scream as it enters your bloodstream Erupts your brain full of pain these thoughts contain Moving on a nigga with the speed of a centipede and angel Any motherfucking contender My peoples, are you with me? Where you at? In the front, in the back, killer bees on attack My peoples, are you with me? Where you at? Smoking meth, hitting cats on the block with the gas Let's get back to the show before one of you at home catch one of these crazy right hooks, you crazy mother of And we're good, and we're back, and... Uh, All right. Everybody Welcome can hear back. Us right talk. Please take a seat and enjoy us for the show. We're coming back from first break. I hope everybody enjoyed the first Culture Shock of the evening. The episode's gonna be all over the place because we just got two more guests, but I'm fucking excited about it. Uh, we explained this earlier, but we'll explain to you now live that you can swear, you can say what the fuck you want. Uh, please introduce yourselves, ladies. Uh, I will say you'll have to either move the mic a little bit or get close, but I would say talk with this proximity. Give us your first and last names, each of you, and tell us why you want to do radio. Hi, my name is Kristen Creel. Nice to meet um, you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> uh, I want to do podcasts more than anything okay. with my friend here. Okay. I'm Lily White. I'm also, I'm a medical student with Kristen, and we're recording a podcast together. What is your podcast going to be about? Yeah, so it's called Beyond the Coat, The Life of a Physician, and we're interviewing local Dayton docs on their life in medicine and outside of medicine. <laughs> so your guests Ooh. are always going to be like nurses, doctors. Just doctors. And just give it, and the purpose of the show is to what? Make people laugh or like to present inspire. knowledge, like medical knowledge people maybe didn't have access to or know. Um, I guess like if you had to put like one blanket statement goal... For the show, because this show is obviously to make everybody at home stop their suicide notes at least for an hour and a half. And be like, what the <laughs> fuck did I just listen to? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a hard pitch to anyone. Um, suicide jokes are weird, but I like them. Uh, <laughs> this is a comedy show, if you couldn't tell. Uh, I think they said they wanted to do a talk show as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
And then, whoa, oh, you're good. We'll ask him when he comes yeah. back. Yeah, jazz. jazz. He was a jazz show. You like jazz, ladies? <laughs> um, I think Seinfeld said once he has never missed a, like, jazz joke ever in any piece he's ever done. And I think that's important to merit. Like, how have you never missed in any movie um, bit? Oh, I got to let him in a no, you're good. Um, if, if we didn't have everything set up, it wouldn't be the disappointing radio shows, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you said your show's going to be about jazz? Jazz, yeah. Jazz. You like jazz? I do. I'm actually trying to... Well, Dayton used to have a lot of jazz. I like bebop. Bebop? You're a Charlie Parker fan? Yeah. Like, uh, I really got into bebop because of Cowboy Bebop, the 1998 anime that... Hey, you know, I didn't start listening to blues until I listened to the Blues Brothers. I think you were going to say something really fucking depressing. Like, I didn't start listening to the blues uh, (laughs) until my parents died in a horrific accident. (laughs) No, that didn't happen. (laughs) (coughs) No burps today, ladies and gentlemen. Only coughs. Sorry. Um, Like I said, uh, you know, these shows have a lot of sound effect buttons. Normally, I'd be able to play them, but because we're doing a pre-record and for the example of just my show... um, know in the future you'll be able to have all your own sound effect buttons which is nice uh we have buttons that range from stories that define what church is what pleasure is the disappointing radio sound effect button and so on and so on the point i'm trying to make is you do not have to have them but you may we do need you to have an intro and a back to one from commercial and then introduce your show but i think that just kind of makes the show sound nice but again we'll work on it um your show is going to be about doctors, you know, health, all that. What do you think your intro is going to sound like? I thought I had the idea already for your guys' show that it could be like the heart monitor of like a patient, like beep, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, <laughs> beep. Yeah, you get it. Like almost like when you first turn on like um, Surgeon Simulator and the music's kind of like it uses the beep of like the heart monitor and then it. I'll, I'll have to sample that for you guys and, and show you what I mean. But that's kind of what I thought you guys could sound like. Um, do you have any plans for the first episode? Know who you're bringing on, what you're going to talk about. Give us a little taste of that. You know, make people at home. Why, if they're spending at least an hour and a half listening to this bullshit on Spotify, maybe they can turn it into your guys' show whenever it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So we actually have um, recorded our first one already. Okay. Um, with the help of Patrick. Yeah, our engineer. He's been on the show a couple times. Love him. He just got a rainbow skirt for the queer prom. And he looked absolutely adorable. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) For anybody at home, Pat is our engineering department. He is a small little blonde person that without him, I think the whole station would crash. So if you've ever ever had tech issues, maybe your Wi-Fi is not working, Pat's your man. He's that guy. You know what I mean? He's like the Matrix, but actually on steroids. Um (laughs) We were talking about music earlier, and I'll ask you guys this question to gauge uh, if I am going to shit talk you as people. Um, <laughs> we were talking about if you could see anybody that's dead in concert now, who would you see? Anybody that has passed on. We've gotten some good answers. I gave Prince. We had a Nirvana. What'd you say? Elvis. What was your? Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, we had an Elvis I'm answer. Elvis Presley. A good answer. Who would you guys each see if you possibly can? <laughs> Don't forget to talk on the mic when you answer. The first one I thought of was also Elvis. Really? Yeah. Like right to it? Now, we'll ask you the same question then. Would you rather see like a fat Elvis who's like at the near of his deathbed or do you want to see the young Elvis who like just discovers karate and pills? Young Elvis. <laughs> karate and pills. Yeah. The rock and roll Elvis. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. What about you? Who would you potentially see? Um, probably George Winston, which you may... George Winston. Well, he's a pianist. He's not dead. 
I thought he was close. He's close. Wow, this is no, he's not. He's, Someone's calling. He's not dead at all. He's touring right now. If you think he's dead, I don't know what to tell Go you. find him on Instagram. <laughs> Seriously, he's not dead. Aww. Vince Guaraldi's dead. That's important to denote. Well, only for he's all a the big influence. He's a big influence. Go see him. Music. Dry your tears. I like older music. I collected vinyl for the first eighteen years of my existence. I think some of my favorite vinyl records range from like. Willie Nelson's Stardust to like Chris Christopherson's album he did with like that I don't remember the name of the lady but they're like basically having sex on the cover and they're like holding each other in these arms and the PCU thinks I'll find somebody like that and the PCU also thinks she's probably going to be Mrs. Disappointing either way you're going to have fun um, about Stars Born with Chris Christopherson yeah, and Barbara, Barbara Streisand yeah I couldn't remember if it was Barbara Streisand or if it was Dolly Parton I didn't want to say the wrong name <laughs> and is it true I heard you have a full Bill Cosby collection me? I yeah. love Bill Cosby, and I'm not going to fucking pull that punch because of what happened recently. All right? I'm never going to pull that punch. What he did? Terrible. But what he did for African-American culture on television? Oh, yeah. Absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He made the first show on TV. This is a fact. You can look this up. He made the first show on TV that pictured an African-American family in wealth. Every other show has them almost in poverty, except for fucking The Fresh Prince, but I'm pretty sure that came after The Cosby Show. So again, The Cosby Show was the first. They were doctors. They weren't uneducated. They were loving. No one was divorced. Everybody knew everybody. It's what America needed to see as a black family. And then, of course, you raped those girls and kind of ruined it. But hey, get your pudding pops one way or another, I guess. Uh... (laughs) That's a rough joke and never intros well. I've got four females in the room, so I'm surprised we're not all going to be murdered in this bit. Um, What, as females, (laughs) anyone can answer in the room, what is like a joke you hate hearing? And maybe once I hear it, I'll be like, oh, I've got a great joke. You'll laugh about that. Because I think in what we need to teach everybody is that whatever your biggest insecurities or fears or hates are, that can be made into a joke. No matter what it is. That's the essence of comedy. Everybody's the punchline. Everybody's on the same page. We're all equal. And that's the point of it. So if you had to like one topic, like maybe you don't like abortion jokes. Maybe you don't like, um, let's see, what else could be potentially a big red flag? Rape jokes don't really hit with female audiences sometimes. Abby loves Mrs. Disappointment. Abby loves rape jokes. And I pitch her all my rape material because she is like the best note. She's like, hmm, are you sure you want to have them come in her ass? And I was like, wow, that's the best notes I've ever heard from anybody in the world. <laughs> but do you guys have any, like, I guess, red flag jokes? Because I, I, I'd, I'd love a challenge. <laughs> I mean, probably like everything you've mentioned. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the show. Well Keep being here. That's a good start. That's where most of the guests start. Yeah. Um, I had one time a girl came up to me after one of my shows and was like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that heroin joke because my son overdosed. And I was like, well, maybe he should have heard the set. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I didn't write it to think to piss you off, bitch. I wrote it to be funny, and I can't help you were in the audience. I mean, you know what? The ridiculous shit people say after comedy shows. Like, like, I've I've seen one girl come up to the headliner and was like, how dare you tell a joke about overweight? Dude, what the fuck? You're not going to be offended that you're fat? Don't be fat. Eat less. Try harder. Bitch, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, you I'm not trying to be that guy, but at some point, comedians can't please everybody. We're shooting for at least 85% of the population. <laughs> you know what I mean? 15% are at least going to get upset at us. Because, again, you don't know where the line is until you cross it. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, I'll open myself up here a little bit. Uh, I could never watch Breaking Bad. 
Okay, and why apparently, not? I love it is, Breaking Bad. Apparently, it is extremely well written. It is. It is well but written. I've known far too many people who were in that situation with crystal meth, <sighs> etc. All the pain. I was like, why couldn't you watch it? it so like, didn't like Brian Cranston to have a, <laughs> No, he's fantastic. No, but to have to firsthand have experienced all that kind of pain. Yeah, you you don't want to immerse yourself in it. Okay. I, and I think you know, kind of think, a culture shock. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, you can even extrapolate reality. that to. Uh, the U.S. I think we we like violence in films, yeah. and war films because we don't have vi- we we don't have major violence and war at home in our face all the time. It's Otherwise, kind of the flavor of the past. Like, there's no major wars of my knowledge rolling around that we're gonna have to be in. So, people like to watch that stuff because they really don't understand it. But maybe if they did, they wouldn't want to watch that. It. And in some ways, it's cathartic. I think. Oh God! This is going to rabbit hole into many different theories. I think we just blew everybody else in this room out of the water in terms of what the fuck is going on. I think it actually got serious. And where are the cum jokes? Um, <laughs> let's uh, intro back. Why do you guys want to do radio? You said it's going to be a medical show, but like, what what pushed you two to like, you know, finally do it? I guess like, wh- why talk to the public? Are they worth saving? You know what I mean? Like, what what pushed you to give a shit, I guess? Like, was there an event? Maybe you heard one of these shows that were, and you were like, oh, we could do something better than that, obviously. Because <laughs> that's usually what I think when I hear this show, is that I, anyone can probably do better than this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if, even if you can't answer that, why doctors? You know, why, why help people? Yeah, so our idea initially came from um, somebody talking with me about um, StoryCorps. Mm-hmm. It's a program through NPR where they interview people off the street or friends or family um, and kind of just store up these stories of America or of living, really of anything. Kind of like the um, blank on blank tapes that PBS does where they like archive just a bunch of like yeah. doctor interviews. So I thought it'd be cool to like focus it a little more. I never heard that one. Yeah, no, they ha- they, they've archived. Oh, fuck. Now you're really asking me. They've archived like a shit ton of tapes, and then of those tapes, they go back and get the most important people uh, talking about the most important things they could have talked about, and then they animate them. So, like for oh. instance, Tupac's last interview was in a coffee shop. They got that interview. Don't get me animated. started about Tupac because not a it fan. Sounds like he was an asshole. So <sighs> let's come back to that later because I've only thought about it long and hard. I think he wasn't an asshole. Oh, I don't and know. I, think I don't think it was all biggie. Happened. Hey, let's let's come back to this. <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can finish out the yeah, show. With that's this a one. big rant okay. t- waiting to happen. Okay. Um, but no. It, it, so wait a minute. So that show is different from this one in that they're interviewing people and then what they're doing with it. Whereas the so they'll archive NPR the one's actually yeah. someone interviewing someone else. The purpose is to just dialogue. archive. Like they brought Stephen King in and they talked nothing about but like childhood trauma, writing, fear being scared things that they specifically know a lot about they talked uh like they did the michael jackson interview but it was from like when he was a kid and his sister was on the phone with him and like just the crazy shit you hear and you're like how like ah you just like you feel like you know these people based on like what you hear jokes newspaper articles these celebrities but then you really just hear their essence in these tapes because there's nothing else there it's just them and you're like holy shit well you know, I mean, like, the Nirvana tape with Kurt Cobain right before he died. Like, he's talking about how happy he is and how much love he has for life and how he just got back from this, like, place where he, like, genetically, culturally is from because he did, like, a 21 Wait a minute, whatever. during that whole interview, he didn't mention Courtney. Not, no, he did. <laughs> and he said, I fucking love Courtney. We have a kid. I couldn't be happier. And that's why I was like, what the fuck? 
It happened. Uh, I don't know. Okay, back to podcasts. I'm curious. Uh, what's your biggest aim with the podcast that you want to do? Yeah, like what are you going to name it, either of you? We named it Beyond the Coat. Beyond um, the Coat. Yeah. What Was that like the final name or did you have like a few contenders? Like um, Unreadable Prescription Pad. <laughs> oh no, or... I think that was the only one that we ever uh, genuinely considered and so that's what we went with. Okay, I like uh, it. You know what would be funny? If it was the Unreadable Prescription Pad. The interviewer, like, it would be like the Charlie Brown teacher. You have wah, every wah, doctor wah, leave wah. a note with his signature, and not one of them is legible. And, you're, you're just and they can't all. speak either. That yeah. would be that would be. Really Somehow funny. you can't even hear the interview. <laughs> like, wah, you wah, can wah. because you're in medical, and you're like, oh, it's like, rah, 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 rah. and it's like, wow, I've never thought about penicillin like that. <laughs> I don't know where penicillin comes from. I think mold. Is that right? Oh, is that right? Oh, fuck. I'm a fucking G. Look at that. Um... I learned that from Aqua Teen, which is a show about hamburgers talking to fries. So I guess learn something from anywhere. He left the shake out, man. <sighs> Master Shake deserves to be left out because, yes, he's one what? of the best voice actors in the world, but he's also an asshole, and he keeps beating up Meatwad. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, like, he's a dick, so he doesn't get... Listen, I have, like, eight buttons that involve Master Shake in this. Let's so he, one. I can't play him on Radio DJ. I can oh, that's file right. Oh, yeah. well, well, uh, I'll show you at some point. But, um... We were talking the other day, actually, after watching Aqua Teen, and we were like, <laughs> something I like to do, and maybe you all listening at home or anyone in the studio that can hear this voice uh, can try this at home. Name your favorite show, right? Like, what is your fucking- TV show? Like, your favorite, like, like if New I was going to pick a show, it would either be oh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia girl. or, like, Seinfeld. One of those New Girl two. is so good. Okay, New Girl. Good, um, the good characters example. are so good. I know, I just stole Jenny's. Now do My- this. My like go to is the office that has become like really mainstream, which I hate. Those answers are acceptable. You know they're remaking the office, right? What? You know the office existed in the UK before it existed in the United States, and it's way worse in the UK. Oh, it's (laughs) what? No, I watched the whole thing. I'm going to make that call and say it was worse. No, no, it's. I think it stands on its own merits, sort of like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka. Yeah, but you know what really makes the US one? What is Dwight? Dwight. Well, yeah, like that and like totally and agree. I say Rain it, like, Wilson, Jim. They even use the term when a character now looks at the camera, like for a second. They call that jimming. Oh, like, breaking the, the fourth wall. The That's U.S. Funny. version of the Office literally crowned that just little like like side eye wink during like some bullshit or whatever. Like that's crazy to me that you can have a signature wink. Yeah. Like that's the kind of comedy I'm. I want them to be like. Oh, well, you know, if you do the Brighton hit where it's like, gay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one at home could see that, but it looked very flamboyant. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, so, so the point of this was, now that you have your favorite show in your head, and anybody at home, you know, whatever answer, now go and Google that show and Google A, who made it, written or filmed, and then your favorite one to two actors from the whole show. Now, go figure out what else they've been in and watch that. People are watching the same shit and it's pissing me off. Mm. If you love The Office, cool. Don't watch it 80 times. Watch it like four and then watch other shit they've been in. Like, I I love, 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 love Aqua Teen Hunger Force and I could quote every word from the hand banana episode where they make a dog that rapes them, but how good is that going to be if I can't know the other shows? Like, now I'm listening to 12 Ounce Mouse, a show about a drunk cartoon mouse that they the same writer wrote, and it's funny. Um, and it's just about exploring different things because you're not... 
the more things you explore, the smarter you become. And I'm scared that America falls into its favorite one thing and then just keeps doing it forever, and then it becomes retarded. And that's a scare of Brighton Joneses. So let me ask you, so it sounds like you don't like The Simpsons. I like The Simpsons. They've just been going on for a long time. And at some point, years, at some point, you're either going to fucking love The Simpsons or you're going to fucking hate it. You're not going to be in between. You're not going to be a casual viewer. You're like, oh, let's see what's on. But you can't lose with Bob's Burgers. Oh, I fucking love Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is the epiphany of what all marriages should be. <laughs> you absolutely love your wife and your kids are your best friends. So wait a minute. That's some shit. It sounds like maybe you've got a thing for Linda. I fucking love Linda, and I actually call Abby like Linda. Aww. Actually, I call Abby Jean sometimes when she doesn't have pants, and I'm like, Abby, put pants on, and she'll literally go, never! <laughs> so I don't know. It's, uh, but, but that's my point. It, watch new shows, all shows, with your significant other, because now you have like little jokes from each. Maybe you hated the show, but maybe you liked that one joke. I'm watching a show right now called The Heart She Holler. Pat Oswalt made it, and it's a show about like inbred rednecks. And, like, the dad's dead, but he's a character in the show via VHS tapes. And, like, he's totally interactive, like, on the TV. Wow. It's weird to think about, right? And his character is, like, an autistic kid that, like, knows four words, like, hot dog. And, like, things like that. And he's, like, the mayor of the town. And it's a very bad, hardcore show. But it's just, like, you wouldn't even know that exists until you, like, search. I didn't know Biggie Smalls existed until I fucking found him. Because, what? and I hate to say this, but... 18 years of not having a cell phone or phone and only having vinyl records, it's a little hard to find gangster rap when you're searching through nothing but Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, yeah, Hank Williams Jr., and everything else in between, but it's out there. Cool things are out there. If you're ever bored, there are shit, there are things out there that will make you not bored. Like, good shows exist, great stand-up specials are out there, awesome jokes and songs are fluctuating throughout all kinds of, you know, digital formats. If people are bored, you're not trying hard enough. You want to be bored. And that's what. And I'm not trying to be a dick to anyone at home that doesn't like to do a lot, but also, get the fuck off your ass. <laughs> Come on. Hey, what so you- do you like Bo Burnham? I love Bo Burnham. I've, I, ha- I had his book, and then I don't think I have it anymore. But his, you've like, seen his book. specials, right? Yeah, I've seen both. They're both really oh, I, funny. I, th- I think they're genius. I think they're interesting because they implement comedy into music in a new way via piano because we've seen it a lot through guitar oh, but there's a lot more to the subtext there oh 100 percent. because yeah. there's this overlying character of this young comedian who is a genius but also like doesn't like to reference his genius and makes jokes out of trying to convey that crazy well, I, genius I, I think <laughs> it's kind of like comedy self-loathing you've Watch That's Burnham, the or? best. Yeah, like do you guys? Do oh, you guys, we definitely watch some Bo Burnham. Even if you just watch. He five is a minutes, comic so. who functions mostly off music, so he has like multiple pianos on stage. And check just, out his bit about Kanye. <laughs> the best joke oh, he it's does. Hilarious. Not to steal comedy because that's not what we want to do on the show, but maybe this will get his viewers. I think the best joke he does is that he gets done doing this very beautiful song about what the fuck ever. I could give a shit. And then he's like, all right, this next song is called World on Fire. Ah! This next song is called, and it's just like that quick little, you couldn't make that bit unless you had a piano in front of you. You know what I mean? So it's just having that genius of like, it's a lot of work for a bit, but it was damn funny. At least I laughed. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you guys have any favorite comics? You can say Bill Cosby. I'm not going to yell at you. (laughs) It's not Bill Cosby. Full circle. Yeah, we just keep plugging Cosby on this show. No, we're not going to keep plugging Cosby. We understand. Like, for instance, my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle. He... I mean, his Chappelle show was an absolute 
like genius work. Did you guys ever watch it? It always came on no. like at three p.m. after Crank. Oh, you never saw the Dave Chappelle show. I want to. It's really, it's really <laughs> fucking funny. It existed answer. for three seasons. The first two, he is in all the sketches and any and he hosts that. The third season, he leaves for Africa and doesn't come back for twenty years to help Africans. And that's literally the life story of Dave Chappelle. If you didn't know, but he's not the host, but he's in all the sketches, so it's still funny as fuck. Um, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen, and if any show deserves credit for like being canceled too early, it's the Chappelle Show. And you said he's from uh, he's from Yellow, Yellow Springs. Springs. He lives yeah. right the fuck over there. Like apparently he's there all the time, and I have to constantly bat myself off from like, going to. I want to go stalk him. That kind yeah, of yeah, literally be like, <laughs> I know you don't know this, but me meeting you is going to change our lives. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Terrible sentence to pitch. No, like, that was perfect. That was like perfect. they, but I'm sure they've heard it a million times, oh, yeah. and no one, and they're like. Yeah, you and the last no. asshole that I just ran to down the street told me the exact same thing. How am I going to No, but no, the, the twist there was meeting you was going to change our lives. And you don't that's know the, it yet. That's the left-hand turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's somewhat put together and makes sense. Um, this show is going all over the place. I love it. I love having like five guests because I don't know everyone. Know, I just like moving to talk to different people. Like, so doctor stuff. Yeah, comedy. I like ass plugs too. You know what I mean? Like you don't really know where the direction is. I definitely did not say that. <laughs> saying you said it i'm just saying you definitely uh, an advocate of ass plugs but we won't get into it um <laughs> okay i was gonna say that i love chelsea peretti who you the know fuck who is, is chelsea peretti She's she sounds like a Brooklyn chick that would be on nine like, oh so wait a minute funny. is she the girl who yep. marries um she's the bigger nose Who's like the, gr- the female? She's so oh, she's funny. Gina. Oh, she's oh, oh Gina. I didn't think you were talking about her at all. Oh. Let's switch gears. Yes, I do love her, she's but I thought so you were talking funny. about the brown-haired bitch that marries the main character. Um, you know, Amy. Yeah, Amy. Uh, yeah, I don't Amy. like Amy that much. <laughs> no, no, she's she not is a very funny. funny Jewish uh, female comedian. Okay. She has one stand-up special. She's been on a few okay, other I've shows. I've never seen her. She's stand been on up. Par- Portlandia a lot and a few other sh- weird hipster comedies, but Portlandia is funny as fuck. Well, I- she's not the she's not the main female lead on Portlandia, is she? No, that okay. is oh shit, what is her name? Wow. Yeah, names uh, today. I'm doing better. You know, I, and here's the uh, thing: we uh, could Google it, Corey? but it wouldn't be disappointing if we Google. <laughs> we have Carrie. The her name is Carrie. Yeah, you know it is Carrie. Um, no, she's not her, but she's been on the show a lot. She is funny as fuck, but she does have a big. It's so funny that you said that because as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh damn, her oh, yeah. with the big she's nose." So <laughs> funny though, she's great. I hate to say it, but like, oh, if she's Jewish, it just makes sense. And I'm not trying to be that dick, but like, she does have a schnoz, and that would just kind of click because I was like, "Oh my god, I think she is Jewish." So it, I'm not. I'm not trying to say, say some Jewish. stereotypes hit it fucking head on, but every once in a while, man's a little right while he's wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, besides defending stereotypes from the Nazi regime, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? <laughs> we talked about our Thanksgivings earlier, but do you guys do any, like, traditions maybe every year that no one else does that you're like, oh, we pass around the stethoscope and we take our heart? I'm, I'm reaching because you're doctors, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know where to fucking lead the bit. Um, nope, no crazy traditions. No crazy traditions. All right. I, uh, I used to have a crazy tradition. To where me and my cousin would go smoke drugs before dinner, and then we'd be able to eat a lot, and then our parents would be like, why do you two smell like shit? And it's like, oh, oh, there was a, well, we got some cigarettes from the gas station, and then it's a whole 20 minute lie. I don't know where this joke is going. Um, I love my cousin, I guess that's how we can end it. 
See, the point of this show and what I'm trying to teach people is just keep talking until you're funny. That's, that's how every comedian makes it. Just keep going. If it's not funny, just That doesn't keep... work well on dates, though. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised how well it works on dates until they leave. <laughs> oh, Wait, wow. then was it going well? <laughs> well what do you, so what do you do? Look at your watch and go, all right, 32 minutes on that one. All right, it's been... <laughs> Uh, you know, really, I close my eyes, I play her this sweet 40-minute bass solo, I look up, she's gone, no idea why, uh, it's really, that's really the essence of my comedy bits, are long, long, drawn-out sentences that you think's gonna pay off, and by the end of it, you maybe wanna kill yourself. Hey, so let me ask you a serious question about comedy. Sure. Okay, personal question. Of course. Did you ever watch, uh, Seinfeld's, uh, special comedian? Are you talking about... His stand-up special or, like, of the shit he did in the show? Um, this is the one where he said, I'm going to take all of my material and I'm going to put it to the side and I'm going to start fresh. Yes, I have seen a little bit of that. Now, you remember when he had, like, what, five minutes of new material? I mean, you were talking Seinfeld. And it wasn't that killer. No, but here's the thing. is You're talking about Seinfeld. You, King of comedy. Com- yeah, you're assuming, you're making the assumption that he's going to have good material. Right. He comes out with his first five minutes. Yeah, and it's and not as strong as you think it's going to be. Well, the thing of it is you can see the struggle, and mm-hmm. it gets to a point. This is the part that just kills me. He gets to a point where he's trying to remember a joke, and he's got his notes yeah. on a stool like two feet away. And he's trying not to use them. And he stops and goes over. <laughs> yeah, then it's he painful. walks over. But it's great. But I love painful. that because it shows the realness that him, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Burt what about Chrysler, What about for you, though? Did you ever have moments like that where you're like, I've put my material together? So honestly, most, I don't try to be like, I'm not trying to flex this comedy strength like I'm a god, but I write jokes every single day, but most of the time, I'll never tell them on stage. Like, oh, I, really? most of my sets are improv because oh, okay. I believe if I'm going to be the best comedian in the world... The best comedian in the world could shit out a twenty-minute special of his ass any time of the day. So, what do you think of Paula Poundstone? Because I think her. I think I say Paula is... Poundcake, and I was like, never had her, <laughs> never had. But Paula Poundstone, I think her strength is you could put her put her in a room full of people, and she would create her show right there. That and that's what I'm going for. Like yeah. that's what I did when my first paid show. Um, it was an all black crowd, all black comedians, and I was the only white person in the whole room. And they introduced me as biracial. So, what else would you do with that? I don't, for anyone at home that doesn't know what the fuck Brighton Jones oh is like, my God. I look more Jewish than black. You went completely, I bet you just completely went with that, right? Uh, the first thing I did was, they I, set pl- you up I played that. that song that we played first to Mr. Chessboxing, and yeah. I rapped every song, every word without missing a beat for the first two verses. And they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, cut the music! And I was like, yeah. you didn't expect a white boy to come out of here like that, did you? And they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Daring is those who are willing to be bold. And if you are, you may fail, but you may also kill it. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if they were going to like it, but I told the big... Like, I had never told this joke to anybody, and I thought about it sometimes in my head. But I, it's a big bit of how, like, I take, t- like, a minute to come from off the stage, silence, come to the seat, sit down, grab mic, and go... So I got fingered the other day. <laughs> and you kind of let that ring out for a second in silence, and you go, wait, 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 wait. It was by a girl, and now it's not gay. And you try to defend yourself in the bit of how I'm still straight and yeah. being fingered doesn't mean nothing because it's just a G-spot. And that's the whole like tagline is that, you know, I was scared because I didn't even know if I was clean enough to be fingered. 
So hats off to all the ladies out there that are anal advocates or all the gay guys that are just killing it in the game because I, I had to do a check. I was like, let me go clean the, the backyard and see what's going on and make sure I've raked the leaves and everything. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if I could actually have guests come through the back door or not without having some mud tracked, is what I'm saying, if you couldn't put the fucking bit together at home, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing, because... Uh, no, because you took the left turn. Yeah, and that's the yeah. point of comedy, is that if you yeah. see it coming, it's not funny. Yeah. So what the fuck is the point of doing bits that people can see the punchline to? I don't want to do a joke where, if it's an elevator joke, you know the punchline is that I farted, even though I was the only person in the elevator. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, if, if, what? why do a joke if someone's going to know what the punchline is? Like, that's why I tell jokes that are life events, because nobody else was there except me. So nobody else knows what the dialogue was. Like, I'll tell you this joke that actually happened in real life, word for word, that was so good. I was like, this is a bit. And I constantly find myself in bits because I think the best comedians set themselves up for that because you should live comedy if you're going to fucking do it. So I'm at work. Just like this. Soundboard, moving shit, whatever. My training guy comes in. I haven't even looked yet at him, and he hasn't even spoke a goddamn word. He gets right here, and I can hear him like, and before he says something, I turn and go, did you take a bath today? And he was like, how did you know that? That was the freakier part that I got it right. And he was like, how did you know? And without even fucking laughing, I go, I could smell the bath on you. And we just kind of sat there until he lost his goddamn mind. Like, <laughs> what? What is happening? Like, he couldn't deal with the fact that I could smell his bath. But in all reality, it, I was 100% right. And this is not a like a joke. This happened. And he was like, how? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, when I was a kid and, like, Ben 10 first came out and they had these stupid <laughs> little toys that had aliens in them. And that was a way to get boys to take baths, I think, because the bath bomb would have a toy in it. But you smell like that toy bath bomb. <laughs> and he was like whoa, that was a lot more detail than I thought you were going to give me. Are you on Adderall? And I was like, no, are you? And he goes, I mean, I had a blunt, and that's why I took the bath. And I was like, oh, it comes full circle. That makes sense. <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation. You know what I mean? The moral of the story is smell your coworkers, and it will result in some <laughs> hilarity. Um, <laughs> listen, we're going to take our second culture shock of the evening. Um, and before we do, we're going to do my favorite bit, which these three have done, but now you get to do with them. One of you will be on the mic. One of you will be on the mic. One of you, and you are on the mic. Um, talk to each other like strangers that know each other for a long time while I search for this next song in a bit I like to call fucking deal with it I don't know <laughs> so <laughs> how was your weekend yeah everyone? just don't have any dead air that's the whole point how was your weekend yeah. how was your weekend yes answer someone, me <laughs> how was your weekend answer me now let me get a Wu-Tang Cat, how, how, Cat, how was your weekend it was pretty good you know um, I'm trying to think about what I did I don't think I, did. I, I spent the whole weekend with you that wasn't special <laughs> Listen, this, this bit is about friend. to be labeled special if we don't kill it too. And so oh. please, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy one of my absolute fucking bangers of all time from the Wu-Tang Clan, Cream, off the 36 Chambers, their first album. Enjoy. Word up. Look out for the cops, though. Cash fruit. Word up. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives. Some niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. Cash rules everything around me. Cream get. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash rules everything around joint. me. Cream get the here money. We, here we dollar, go. Check dollar, this bill, shit. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. At second hands, moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, yo, I 
the go-to Low goose, only way I begin the G-York was drug loot And let's start it like this, son Rolling with this one and that one Pulling out gats for fun But it was just a dream for the team Who was a fiend Started smoking rules at 16 And running up in gates and doing it's by high stakes Making my way on fire skates No question I was speed for cracks and weed The combination made my eyes bleed No question I would flow off and try to get the go off Shaking up white boys on board boards My life got no better Same damn low sweater Times is rough and tough like leather Figured out I went the wrong route So I got with a sick ass click and went all out Catching keys from four C's Rolling in MPVs Every week we make 40 G's Yo nigga respect my A nigga the tech notch Say the C word to me. Where that loser Brighton at? No and B? He probably out there boxing birds and shiz. Let's get back to it before anyone tunes out. <sighs> you think anybody's still listening to this crap? You tripping, big dog. Bam, we're back. 
Listen, it's going to sound like we're shuffling around, but if it wasn't, this would be a disappointing radio show. We got to train the shadowies, and they got to do shit. It's cool. Um, you can split mics again. We had our doctor friend ladies Ooh, leave during the break. They said they, they had a good time. I could be lying, but there's no way you'll know, so deal with it, I guess. Um, let's Doctor, restart the clock. Who were who they? Doctor Queef? Doctor, Medicine women? Doctors. Doctor peoples who know medicals because Brighton doesn't. And they do- seemed a little traumatized. They, that, most they of the guests are, <laughs> but I've had yet one guest leave out of like, fuck this show. You know what I mean? I haven't had that. I've had most of my guests actually show up for a second show. Um, so that must mean it's going well-ish, I guess. Um, we talked a lot about stuff today, but we said that we would save this for the third part of the show, which we are in. What the fuck, Tupac? What the fuck, Biggie? What happened? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in, and we've watched, I've watched so many documentaries about this, and like, here's my overall statement that I think happened. Okay. They were best friends, which we know is a fact. They were best friends. They were in photos together, smoked blunts together, wrote music together, rapped, everything. Then that night happened to when he wasn't even on his way to see Biggie. He was just going to a building that Biggie would happen to also be at recording stuff because they use the same fucking studios, right? It's fine. Tupac got shot and held up in the lobby. And I'm in with his so mind, he somehow concurred Biggie did this. You just, you just Biggie set, set it up. right there. Biggie set it up. Tupac. It's it. Tupac's fault. And he didn't set it up. And and I will say, Biggie didn't help the situation because he didn't like clear the air fast enough. Like mm. Tupac went to jail, so he and and people have also said this in the documentaries that because Tupac went to jail, Biggie never had a chance to really outreach and say like, "I didn't do this. I'm sorry. You're my brother. You got shot, and I was sad." Uh, I can't. Uh, you know what I mean? But I can't then again, like that. he could have bailed him out. But then why didn't he? But then again, why Tupac? Should... You got a visitor? Yeah, Biggie Smalls. You Biggie know what Smalls. I mean? What's he doing here? Tupac, uh, uh, but then I'm sorry, I'm sorry, asked, it wasn't me. That's all it took. You can't tell me. And I get that that could have been an easy fix. But then they asked Biggie, "Why didn't you go do that?" And he was like, "I'm not trying to be that guy, but why did I have to do it? I was making records. I've had baby mama issues. I have kids. I have bills. I've got all this other stuff going on. That yeah, I love Tupac, and we were brothers. But like when he got shot, I mean, it was hard to deal with emotionally. Let alone now he's in jail, and I can't even reach him." And I can try my damnedest, but I'd have to stop production on. And I'm not. And, I'm, and I hate to say this. I'm glad he didn't go see him because while he w- didn't go see Tupac, yeah. he was making Ready to Die, the best album by far he's ever made of his fucking three albums. Like it was a masterpiece. And well, but, and what I don't understand is why it went there when it didn't go there with N.W.A. What do you mean? Oh, when those guys fell out. And started, you know, making records about each other. They did, you know, it didn't, it didn't get to this kind of intensity. Of course, none of them got shot either. It was, man, that is a good question. Why? Hmm. I'd like to imagine because it had to happen with somebody. No matter how many feuds there were between yeah. East and West Coast, somebody had to die for it to get real. Hmm. And that sucks. But also, whoever dies is immortalized in stone forever in records. You know what I mean? Like, their feud is now forever on those records in stone, still selling records today. Like, I maybe they did it secretly behind the scenes. I, that's what I like to imagine. That they This whole time, everything was a front, and they really were best friends the whole time. Before and after, during the shooting, they knew what was going on. They knew that they needed to create this fake W and E beef, West versus East Coast, that would fuel record sales and... 
literally like I'll sometimes listen to like a certain song on Biggie's album and then he'll talk shit about Tupac and then go listen to a different Tupac song. It literally sounds like a phone call of songs. And wow. it's and it's a masterpiece. And like even if they hated each other by the end of it and they were friends, they produced some damn good music because of it. I mean, the song wasn't even about Tupac, but Who Shot Ya came out right after Tupac's death, but they had recorded it before, but nobody knew that. Right. But again, it seemed like it was directly a letter to Tupac. Like, who shot ya? Separate the wheat from the opsa. Neat hard to creep that Brooklyn creep. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. I mean, I can keep going, but the point is, like, it, it was just lyrically a masterpiece. How are you not going to publish it? Okay, now you're sending the wrong message. Well, it's creating revenue. What do you do? Nobody knows what to right. do. And they even interviewed, like, Ice-T and everybody about that. Like, why didn't we kill the beef? And literally, they're like... Somebody could, nobody wanted to, it was too much fun, nobody knew how serious it was getting until it was too serious. Right. And that's the issue. Again, you don't know where the line is until you cross it. And maybe that's why comedians try to do it, to show the rest of the world you shouldn't, and we'll take the laugh at the clown, you know, we'll right. do it. Um, it got serious and I didn't mean it to. <laughs> no, <laughs> Where's the good. cum jokes? Damn it! I don't know. What do you think happened? Uh, I think you've encapsulated pretty much. Because a lot Same of people said Tupac was a different person after he came out of jail, too. Like, he just came out fucking... And that's what jail does to people. He just came out fucking just hard. And, and he, he was just swearing more. He shaved his head more bald. And, like, he wasn't that bald, but now he was, like, always bald. And he got more tats, the thug life. And just... It, it birthed him. And for the best artists to exist, they have to go through some kind of bigger end trauma. Like Biggie Smalls, he sold drugs on the street. He went to jail. He fuck. I mean, it's literally C-74 Mark 8 set me straight, not able to move behind a gate, steal great. Like, uh, what more do you want me to say? I can start sucking my dick if that'll get it across clearer, but people gotta go through trauma, and these artists did. And that's what really fucking pisses me off when like all these white people in all over the country and like southern states that don't give a shit about rap don't give a shit about the history. Don't give a shit about that. That's fine. But, like, you don't get to say it's all just black dudes shooting each other. All right. There's yeah, history. Oh. There's love. There's compassion. There's tears. There's fucking... I mean, like, gangster rap wouldn't exist if not for Wu-Tang, N.W.A., Biggie Smalls, and Tupac. And of those four groups, only two of them are alive today. That's what's scarier to me. But then again, maybe they're alive because they were groups. That's why I love the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. Even if you kill RZA, the Jizzle will still be there. You kill Ghostface, you know, ODB's dead now, but he was alive, you know what I mean? Like, you, it's like a killer bee swarm, and that's their whole idea, is that you can't, you know, snub one bee, you've got a hundred to deal with. And maybe that was the flaw, but then again, Biggie Smalls kind of, you know, had a backup plan with Junior Mafia, with Lil' Kim, and, like, his whole crew of rappers that he built, and then they went on to make a bunch of records, so, like, and he was even in some of those tracks, because, like, he recorded a lot of stuff, so, like, I don't know, like, you don't really ever die, your work's there. But, yeah. like, you wish you could hear more. Like, I'm sure you guys have an artist that died too soon. I mean, even though we got that album in 2018 of Lost Recordings, I wish Jimi Hendrix was still alive so I could hear more Jimi Hendrix stuff. But I won't. You won't get to hear new Elvis albums. I mean, he made a lot of them, but I would still like more Johnny Cash albums. I know he made, like, five Cash albums with Tom Petty on his deathbed, but that's still not enough for me. I mean, like, it's, it's never going to be enough because you love the artist and you don't want to fucking let them go. But then when you do... Either A, they're immortalized in stone and their imagery is kept preserved forever, or, and this is what sometimes happened, and it happened with Tupac, their image kind of gets used and sold. Yeah. Tupac was a big religious guy. 
it resonates with a lot of white Christians. Even if they don't know who Tupac is, they probably have seen his like praying, you know, pose and his lyrics about like only God can judge me. Like, I mean, it just it works. You know what I mean? But then, is it? You, do you have that right to sell him like that? Like he's an object. Like he's a this. Like he's a that. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking on my ass like a white guy. Uh, what do you two think about this? Like, Ooh, do you have any? Do you have any fucking artists that you? All of my numerous opinions on this. Like, topic. Here, like here's my example. <laughs> what, Nirvana is say? not making any more albums, right? When you see stuff with Kurt Cobain, Nirvana stuff, do you get pissed because you're like, you know, he wouldn't like Michael Jackson. This kills me of the blank on blank tapes. In the interview, as a kid, Michael Jackson said, "What is the one thing you don't want to happen if you become famous?" He said, "Man, I just don't really want to see my face on everything." Like, I don't want my face on some plates and some shots. And look what the fuck happened. Uh, it's a good Michael Jackson interview, uh, really by the way. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that, like... Tito, Tito. <laughs> yeah, I didn't touch those kids, man. It's whatever. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, when do they get to say, it's my face, stop? But then again, if you're loved by that many people, who it's not your life anymore. You're a part mm. of theirs. So I don't know where the dissolution stops. Like, how do you feel, like, when you see Nirvana shit, when his face is all over it, even today? Like Nirvana puffs. Yeah, I mean, we're having those like for a Funko breakfast. Pop of yeah. him with a shotgun in his mouth, and it's like, whoa, this is a rare one. I think it's cool that like, they've gotten their name so big that they're like they have shirts at Walmart for and that's two dollars. But then that that's also that's like a low that band. Like, but then like that's a low that you're selling shirts at Walmart after yeah. you've died. But that's also kind of cool in a way because so. it's one of those bands that like ACDC that are, are they also that you're like, oh wait, so is that a good thing or bad thing? Right. Wow, that is a hard sentence. If you're I mean, I'm sure at blanket statement, you'd be like, oh, if my band was on Walmart and they people, uh, of course, it's a great but thing. But it's Walmart. <laughs> then it's Walmart and it's $10 t-shirts. But then again, people are wearing them and they're buying them. So I guess it's a yin to a yang. Are they listening to the music? Yeah, yeah that's wearing the thing. Like, and here's wearing the thing. The and here's the thing that also pissed me off about Walmart. And this is a good example. When Nirvana came out with Rape Me on that album, Walmart refused to sell the album. And that's back when CDs were like the thing. And yeah. You know, like we didn't like record stores were still around, but it was transitioning to CDs and Walmart and stores like that were like the main central hub for buying easy music. So the fact that they changed the name on the album to like, it was like race me or something. Mm -hmm. And then obviously in the lyrics, it was still like rape me. It it presented confusion and it pissed Kurt Cobain off. And that would have pissed me off. I would have dug my heart and soul into these albums and someone changes it without my fucking permission. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things like when when do you get to say what the fuck happens and it doesn't get to change and then when does the extra part happen of okay now it's actually out of your hands and your life belongs to others because i don't know where that dissolution starts because i love nirvana but i also love a lot of other bands and they go through it too some bands and i hate to say this should die (laughs) i'm not trying to throw leonard skinner on the bus but they had their prime (laughs) journey (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean I, I love leonard skinner back in their days but now i mean i saw him recently dude every, in between every song it was like 20 minutes of let's hold a flag up and talk about the troops dude i don't give a shit play what Ooh, that smell you know what i mean like I, i'm not here for that i'm here for the music this is a concert i'm not at a ted talk i'm good i can see the confederate flags i can see them i promise i'm looking at them play Ooh, that smell <laughs> play ballad of curtis lowe Give me something other than support the troops. Let's talk about America. Because I, I hear it enough. I go to concerts because I don't want to hear that shit. And at some point, maybe musicians stop. I saw Hank Williams Jr. recently in concert, and it was terrible. Really? Yeah, he threw his guitar, was missing notes, changing words. It was hard uh, to follow. And I was like, 
I mean, he was still cool. Saw a living legend. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, it's just one of those things. Garcia like, was like that at the end. But if I could say, if I could see Hank Williams Jr. as a young Hank Williams Jr., oh my God, I would rather have that. I'd rather, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Mick Jagger's cool, but it would have been cool to see him in the young Rolling Stones. You know, the only way I ever want to see a Rolling Stones show is in a bar. Yeah, yeah. That would have been, that, I mean, play, to see Honky Tonk Woman, like, live in a dive bar... Oh my god, now you've got me thinking and you're going to send me down spiral rants of fucking old music. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is this making sense? <laughs> Are we just Perfect. talking out of our ass? Yes. Yeah, is it? I feel like it's... Absolutely. A... <laughs> I'm following. Because the doctors left, so I don't know how much sense we made to them. <laughs> no, I think they had fun. Um, I'll have to re-listen to the episode because I actually... So wait a minute, you know, we... Yeah. Uh... We talk about all these bands, but how come we don't talk about people like Debbie Gibson and mm-hmm. Tiffany and like? But why do you, why do you bring that up? Well, they were definitely one hit wonders. I mean, but yeah, and there, uh, I will say there's. Don't some you want the eleventh album from Tiffany? I mean, like, like okay, here's a good example. I love Blondie, yeah. but I could, but she's not a one hit wonder. But I could probably only name you like six Blondie songs, but they're all hits. So I don't feel like I would hate a new Blondie album. But then again. How many people are asking for a new blonde? Right, and, and a lot of the time, it's the music's good and the skill is there, but you worry is there the fan base still there? And what I've tried mm. to tell people is it doesn't matter what you're making if you think it's good and you think skill is there, no matter what it is, skill persists. If it's funny, people laugh. If it's good, people will listen. If it's nice, people will look at it. If it feels good, people will wear it. If not, they fucking won't. So just keep doing it. And if it's not working, switch gears. Doesn't mean you have to change cars. Yeah, but, just but I think you're implying that they're doing it for themselves as opposed to doing it for the machine. It also helps when they're doing it because if they're doing it to survive and like need money, you kind of have to do it for the machine a little bit because like yeah. that's what pays bills and that's what keeps the artist fed. But like, I mean, Biggie and Tupac both said this. Like, make a few songs that are you love and you still put effort into, but they're you know, their record sales, their radio hits, something you can actually give to a station and then just ball out on your other stuff. Yeah. Say whatever you want and do whatever you want because you give them tastes of the skill, then you give them the real you and if they like it, they'll stay. And if they don't, they don't have to and they can like your one hit, you know, that they like and they can just be either ignorant to it or it's just not their style. Because again, music's not something we should get upset about because if you don't like Nirvana, okay, you don't have to. That doesn't mean you shouldn't like the Beatles, but you may not have to also. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody discovers the Beatles at the same age, but I think at some point we all discover them. Yeah. And that's one of the things that pisses me off when, like, older comedians are like, you know, you can't be on this stage because you haven't been in the game long enough. Bitch, if I'm funny, put me up there. Well, the f- I don't care that you're 45 with a dying dream that this isn't working. <laughs> I'm fresh blood here, hungry. <laughs> what you want, hey, man? what do we have, like, three minutes left? Uh, really, the show can go whenever, but yeah. Sometimes I'll just end it randomly, be like, you know what? Fuck it. Here's the last question. So shot. I've got a, I've got a question. I really want to hear what you guys want to do with your show. Have you come up mm-hmm. with a name? Yeah, after hearing kind of this, okay, show so no, no, I love fire. it. The general <laughs> idea of our show is that um, we're calling it Cat and Jenny in the morning, but it's going to be like in the middle wow, of the night. Sounds like I'm tuning so... in the Fox. It's like you guys are <laughs> no, talk about definitely not. Fox. Some of the opposite. Just the, we t- hate it's just the Fox. title. <laughs> so yeah, but it's like. Kind of mocking that. I love it. So no, I, that's the point. From 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Because 
after midnight, it's the morning. What, yeah. what did you say so the, the, the name of the show, show. was? Cat and, and Jenny in the morning. morning. And it's from what time? 11, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Let's say it in unison. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to have to... We say I'm everything. Have to that's going to be part of your promo go, right there. I'll literally go back and be like, hey, I'm going to send you that MP3 where you guys talked at the same time for a second. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. That'll be our intro. That's actually really hilarious that you're going to call it in the morning and it's at night. That's really, really, really... From a comedian standpoint, that's really fucking You wanted to change the name. I said that was show disappointing and being DJ disappointment I respect it at least there's no place else to go but up when you've got a name like that yeah Yeah. if you always fail there's nowhere but success to go now (laughs) all her dad jokes but it's her last her last semester so we're going out with a bang so we thought this would be the way to do it was a radio show sweet tell a lot of babies get born on New Year's too because a lot of people also try to go out with a bang (laughs) (laughs) besides from that terrible bit uh, you want to hear a joke I wrote the other day and maybe sure. we can close it out before I the next know. culture shock if you like yes. it. <clears throat> Scared. So I treat race like I treat ice cream. I don't love every flavor of ice cream. <laughs> What's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you really have to wait for either like someone in the audience to say something like, is that it? Yeah, at least like some kind of like awkward silence. Or sometimes you get laughs, but those are the bonus laughs. Come on, put some whipped cream on it. you go. You know, I tried chocolate once when I was in college, but it was pretty rich and dark, so I'm probably going to stick with vanilla for the next 45 years. I think everybody thinks about being strawberry, but I don't know what my parents would say. Um, I've looked at pecan, swirl a fuck couple times, but I don't know how our kids would look. Um, I like lemon sherbet, but they're always sleeping on the job, so I don't know. So it's just one of those jokes that lets you be racist in your own head. Yeah. And I think that's a funny bit. I don't know how people take it. You know, but I think it's kind of interesting. No, I think it works well because you connect the dots, but you're not offensive while you're doing it. Okay. Patrick's actually rolling into the office right now on his little bicycle. Maybe he'll join us before we close up the show, but I can't promise. Um, I'm just trying to think if we... Oh, my girlfriend just texted me. She finished our hip-hop show. Damn it. Fuck! I wanted to finish hip-hop evolution. I got to know how Mississippi and Georgia finished their rap careers with Gangstar and fucking Outkast. You know what I mean? See, I do my homework. (laughs) Um, Did that disappoint you? You guys talk amongst uh-huh. yourselves. Let me see if I can get Pat to say hello just for a second on okay, the show. Cool. Okay, about, so uh, you're going to have a jazz... Don't tell us what to talk about. We'll care make bear. it up ourselves. <laughs> no. 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 Ew. I really want to know more about your show, like how okay. you're going to format it, etc. Yeah, so, I love the idea. Um, a lot of it is going to be unformatted. Oh, thank you. We um, just vibe really so, well together. Yeah. But we are going to have a plan, like, what to talk about. We're going to have, like, funny articles that we go through and kind of make fun of. Oh, good. We're going to have guest speakers that are funny. A lot of it, we want it to be funny. But also, we're going to have some content in there. We just don't know exactly what it's going to be. We're going to have a topic every night, but not, like, it's It's not not going to be rigid. Yeah. Good. It's going to be like, tonight, I want to talk about... Movies. I don't know. Just like whatever we're feeling. Right. Like your, your local hotspots. We're thinking about like coffee shops in the yeah, area. So stores, record we're both stores. dating locals like our whole lives. So we know a lot of dating stuff and we can talk about coffee. We can talk about thrifting. We can. Sweet. So I can imagine tuning in. Small businesses. That I can imagine tuning in and you guys starting off like we had this whole thing planned, but you won't believe what happened. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe Sorry. you can be one of our guests. We'll have like a list of like top ten coffee shops. Yeah. There. Yeah. I don't know, and then make it funny though. Yeah. Oh, and make one. We of have stories shops, from each Not of them. even a yes. coffee shop. Right. That yep. kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So we have one listener. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yay! <laughs> but and um, my mom. So no, we've, we've talked about your guys' show, the adaptation of a late night talk show in a different way. Um, hopefully people heard me and Pat rambling about Care Bears in the background. <laughs> um, so you said you're going to start a jazz show. We'll finish off the show uh, before the culture shock. Uh, wh- what are you going to call your show? Um, I'm, Hot jazz. Well, you know, I started off and uh, there's a section of jazz called Gypsy Jazz. And then I was like, okay, for a semester, can I come up with 16 hours of Gypsy Jazz of music? Gypsy Jazz music. And I'm like... No, that just I just can't do it. You don't know if you want to put the public through sixteen hours worth of gypsy jazz. <laughs> hey, but you don't like gypsy jazz. Music. I like all jazz. I'm not here to mock it. Um, so I thought about it and I started thinking about well, what would be a good name, and I think I've settled on the Jazz Diner. The because, Jazz Diner because everything if your else logo is taken. has like a plate with like almost all the finished food and maybe like a record. I could see and that a, and a cigarette yep. butt. Yeah, like yeah. a half finished <laughs> cigarette. Yeah, I like it. that'd be nice. That, yeah, that, that screams jazz. So I kind of, uh, I think what I want to do is use some uh, restaurant noise as in the background like as plates the beginning. clattering, right. foot, right. forks, and maybe like a like Yeah, ketchup. so, you know, I, I'm your <laughs> server for tonight. Which time we're going to play, blah, blah, blah. And then have a section of it be. You should you should call yourself DJ. Um, oh, I, gotta think I just this. thought about old guy. <laughs> Old guy, <laughs> no, old man. With that, you gotta be like, um, like the old jazz cook or something like that, where you're like, you're, you're, you're either like the waiter giving them the jazz, or you're the cook making the jazz and then like serving it, oh, something like that. So maybe go that. for like that kind of persona. Yeah, we'll have to experiment with that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk? About? We talked about cameras and cum today. I think that's care. I feel like that wow, covers everything covers I both. wanted to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up wanting to talk about. So amazing. I think Listen, we're going to get off here. I'll add the last culture shock. Um, I don't know if I should say what it is or just let it be a surprise for the listeners at oh, home. Surprise. Yeah, we'll be a surprise. So, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy the last culture shock of the evening. This has this been the Disappointing Radio Loretta Show. Lynn. You are listening on Spotify or on Podbean because I don't know how else anymore. you would be. Thank you. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Our guests today have also been, again, Mark George. And, and Cat Hunt. And the we'll all have shows, including those two doctor people that we will reference <laughs> at some point. Um, so please enjoy the last Culture Shock. It's going to be a surprise. Uh, if you like the song, maybe look it up. If not, deal with it. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Disappointing Radio Show. I've been DG Disappointment. And this has been another life hour that you will never get back. Woo. Goodbye. Woo. <laughs> Fuck, dude, you got to get this fucking loop, baby. You got to get this loop. Back in the days... Shit, everything was all smooth and calm and shit was like Yo man, I'm, I'm, I'm building, I'm building, man. I was saying like remember like back in like in 70, fucking 79. Everybody was on our line. Nah nah 87. That was my favorite shit, huh? Polo shit. Everything Everything was lovely, man. Yo, get, yo, get the fuck out the rain, nigga. Get the fuck over. So who the fuck is that? Hey yo, ghost, yo Ray! What's up with y'all niggas, man? What the fuck y'all niggas? Ah! Hey, you know, everybody's talking about the good old days, right? Yeah. Everybody, the good old days, the good yeah. old days. Good old days. Well, yeah. let's talk about the good old let's days. Let's talk about them shit, Yo, started off on
on the island. AK Chandler, niggas wailing. Gunshots thrown the phone down. Back in the days, I'm eight now. Making a tape now. Ray gotta get a plate now. Ignorant and mad young. Wanted to be the one till I got wild. Yeah, my pops was a fiend since 16. Shooting that, that's that shit in his bloodstream. That's the life of a grimy. Well, I'm grimy. If niggas know the habits behind me. Take one, yo. Growing all up in the ghetto. Now I'm a weed fiend. Jetting the palmetto. In Medina, yo. No doubt. The girl got crazy clout. Pushing a big joint from now south. So if you're filthy, stacked up. Better watch your back and tuck. Cause these fiends, they got it cracked up. Now my man from up north. Now he got the law. As solid as a rock and crazy saw. No jokes, I'm not playing. Get his folks. Desert Eagle is dick and put him in the yard. And the know for sure, I got wreck and rip shop. I pointed a cat at his mother's knife. Space carrier black nine, nigga. Where we at? 